You're listening to the Bear in Mind Podcast, episode 123. A podcast that breaks it down so you can break the cycle for good. Now your host, Tara Rama, but you can call her T. Releasing the guilt. This is something that, well actually it's something that I experienced recently. I ate a whole chocolate bar and I felt guilty about that. And releasing the guilt means, as opposed to, I could say you're going to eliminate the guilt, and that's not what I am meaning. It's about when you have the feeling of guilt because you're human and it comes up, is being able to process that emotion and release it from your body. It is actually a physical release of that emotion from your body. And guilt, there isn't a whole lot of purpose, meaning it's there, it's a human emotion. So there is always going to be some purpose. Maybe it is for us to slow down. And I think that that is its only purpose is for us to slow down a bit. But staying in it and staying in it for a long time and slowing it down where it's not moving you forward in your life, that's where guilt can consume you and you can stay stuck in it. And honoring that guilt and processing it doesn't mean that you don't move forward with your day-to-day life. You can still feel the guilt, feel that emotion, have it, move throughout your day, and then release it. But a lot of times what we're ending up doing, and I know this was so true, especially if I got into a spiral where that turned into shame, I would stay in this emotion for days and I wouldn't move forward in my life. I would stay in it. I wouldn't do the things that were, for example, I had planned that day. A lot of times I would back out of meeting with friends or any even appointments that I had. So guilt comes from the belief that we have done something wrong. I've wronged someone. That's where it's coming from. So we believe that to be true. We believe that whatever it is that we've done or even felt, sometimes we may not be a person that gets that expresses our anger, maybe through yelling or blaming or passive aggressiveness. Maybe we can't even see the anger, but we avoid it and we go straight into guilt because we are, feel so guilty about even feeling the emotion of anger towards someone that we love. So we believe that we have either felt an emotion that's inappropriate in a certain situation or we have taken some action that we believe is wrong. And it really comes down to two kinds of things. One is the thing that we did is bad, so that's why we're feeling guilty. We believe that it's bad. Now, I'm not talking about guilt as in we're doing something actually illegal. I'm talking about the type of guilt, oh, I feel bad that I yelled at my kids. I feel bad that I ate that chocolate bar. Or we've seen that action as bad, or we have, we've thought that we shouldn't have done that, that we should know better. So it's coming from some sort of should statement. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done the right thing. So we're basically thinking what we did is wrong or bad or that, and that we shouldn't have done it. And that's really, if I could kind of narrow down where what we're thinking about that's causing our guilt, that's usually kind of the two buckets I'd put it into. And since this podcast is about 
about 10 minutes long. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about only those two buckets. And the first bucket is that you believe that this action or this feeling is wrong or inappropriate or bad, any of those wonderful adjectives you want to add to that. And it's belief, and we think that it's important to think that way, that some things are bad and some things are good. We do this in our life. And I was talking to a peer coach of mine, and she coaches people on binge eating. And we were talking about how we can put foods into, you know, there's a superfood and unhealthy food. We even have buckets of all of that. And when we do this, we really believe that it's helping us stay on course. As if there's some course that we should be following that is going to somehow keep us in line. And something to think about is when we think that we've done something bad, has it helped us stop doing the thing that we wanted to stop doing, whatever it is, stop yelling, stop overeating, whatever it is, over the long term, has that worked? And be honest, because when I was honest with myself, oh, when I, when I start calling things bad, oh, what I did was bad or wrong or inappropriate, has that really helped me stop the thing that I want to stop doing or the thing that I want to start doing? And I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, that the answer is that it hasn't helped in the long term. It can help in the short term because guilt, it, it gives us that instant gratification, that immediate reward. Because when we're in guilt, everything kind of slows down and you're beating up yourself. You're not doing that thing. And so there's that immediate, oh, see, guilt is purposeful. It's serving me. It's helping me stop doing that very action. And yes, it is in that in that in-between, in that short term, it is working. I noticed whenever I would become angry and yell, and then I would go into guilt, I wasn't yelling when I was feeling guilty. So it was almost like, see, I need to punish myself. So I stop yelling. So I'm going to use yelling as an example. So in that bucket, we're doing something bad. So yelling is bad. And we believe that to be true. And I'm going to offer you something where yelling is occasionally okay. We think that when we yell at somebody, a loved one, our kids, our partner, that it affects their relationship, it ruins them, it hurts their feelings, all of those things. And we go about collecting evidence. See, it, it, you look at their behaviors following what you've done and you go, see, it's ruining the relationship. So you have evidence. And I like to tell this story about, and this is where it kind of clicked for me that maybe yelling isn't bad. Yelling is sometimes not so bad. As I was walking down, I was on holiday with my family and we were walking down a street and they were ahead of me and we were in London. So they drive on the other side of the road. And where I live, they drive on the right side of the road. I'm getting the right and left confused. And so when you go to cross street, you need to look the opposite way you would, we would naturally look and they didn't. And I saw a car taking a left turn and they would normally look left and here you have to look right. And I yelled and it's a big city, traffic noises. They were a little bit far ahead of me and I yelled so loudly 
And I was almost screaming. I was like, hey, watch out. There's a car coming. And that is when all of a sudden I was realizing, oh, maybe yelling isn't about ruining lives. Maybe yelling is about saving lives. Because we attach kind of this absolute thing to yelling is bad. And then we even, and you can even argue with me, right? Well, yelling is bad only when it's at your kids. Well, I yelled. I yelled at two people that I loved. And it helped save some lives, helped save an accident. So this universal statement that yelling is bad, it's not really the truth. In fact, we know this because there's people that think that yelling is necessary in order to get things done, in order to discipline, guide, manage, lead people. They think yelling is essential. So not everyone has that belief. And sometimes yelling might be okay in the sense when you're trying to save lives. So it's kind of getting that belief system a little loosened up, even though we're holding tight to, to the fact that the thing that we did is really bad, inappropriate, and wrong. Maybe sometimes it's okay. The second bucket and the reason why we get stuck is we're thinking we shouldn't have done something. And if you notice, it's in the past tense. I should not have done this action. And why we can kind of stay stuck there is because there is no solution to that. Because the thing that we've already done, oh, I shouldn't have yelled at them for not putting on their shoes. And notice that it's already happened. And then that argument, there is no solution at the end of that argument. And we tell ourselves this, and we learn these phrases, right, growing up, but we shouldn't have done this as if that's going to, again, keep us on course. We think that by telling us and going back into the past and saying this should not have happened, that somehow this is going to affect our future. When the two are mutually exclusive, what you did in the past has nothing to do with how you can show up in the future. In fact, even I would offer you that looking at the past is not going to help you steer the course for the future, and I have a little, it's a small exercise you can do right now. And I'm going to do it with my chocolate bar that I ate the other day. Is I am going to finish a sentence, but go in the opposite direction. I should have eaten a whole chocolate bar because, and I'm going to come up with all the reasons why I should have done the thing. Now, this is a little mind-boggling because your brain is so focused on, I shouldn't have done that, and my brain is totally focused on why I shouldn't have eaten that whole chocolate bar. But I'm going to try, and I'm going to do it right now, why I should have eaten that whole chocolate bar. Here's my attempt at the exercise. I should have eaten that whole chocolate bar because I'm learning about my eating habits and I'm figuring out how to handle my emotions. I should have eaten it because I was using it to handle a negative experience I had that day. I ate, I should have eaten that chocolate bar because I gave up on myself in that moment. Now, it might seem like it can take you down something, but when you look at your reasons of why you ate it, you can find some solutions in there. I found the solution that I ate the whole thing because I had had a negative experience that day and I turned to chocolate. And that awareness and that learning from it can help me see that maybe next time in real time, 
what's happening. Oh, I am experiencing a a negative emotion. It really feels very overwhelming right now. Maybe I can take a different course of action and work from there. Rather than saying, I shouldn't have done this, you can use some of your learning of why you did do something for the next time. And that is all I have for you this week. I'll check back with you next. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.